And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Welcome back to The Tempest 2 podcast. Welcome back, everyone. It's February. February. <laughs> How do you say Feb- February? Yeah, February. People say it differently, don't they? Feb- Feb- it's got an R in there. February. Yeah, February. February. I like to just roll into yeah. it. Most people would restart the podcast on that. We're going to carry on. Not because, us. I know. think if you are listening at home in your cars, why don't you try and say February? Fe- oh, it's in my head now. In my head. <laughs> Zombie. Zombie. What Zombie. A good, song that is. <laughs> good timing as well. Yeah. Because Six this Nations. is not a rugby podcast, but the Six Nations does start this weekend. Oh. Big fixtures on Friday. Big fixtures. I'm gonna be tucking in to the black stuff in Rome. You are I, uh, known for its Guinness <laughs> Rome. Guinness <laughs> yeah. in Rome. Maybe I'll just have little half lagers. I love how Europeans do that. Yeah. We need to normalise half pints here. The continent's just different though, isn't it? It is, isn't it? We just like big jugs of warm piss. That's the thing, I think. They just have a little refreshing. When it's cold outside, you can, you can handle a lukewarm, flat ale. <laughs> but when you're on a little side street, a little Italian piazza, oh. you want to keep it cold... You want a little side of saucisson. Oh. And you want a little cool... They do it well, don't they? Yeah, they do. Their, their culture is far superior to ours in that. I'm looking forward to getting maybe some like hot wings in an Irish pub in oh, Rome. Yeah. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> what is... We will get onto the podcast, but before we do that, what do you reckon the most famous Italian beer is? Peroni. Do you reckon? Or Moretti. But probably Peroni. Yeah. I don't know what they drink... The Peroni branding is different inside of Italy. Is it? Mm. It's red. Oh, yes. Mm. Classic. The classic Peroni, they call mm. it. Pe- <laughs> I actually, <laughs> when I went to Milano, <laughs> Milano. last Milano. summer, it's a dump. Go on, I went on. to the bar and I said, well, I better get a Italian beer. And I ordered a Stella. <laughs> and the guy around <laughs> the bar was like, what? And I obviously didn't realise until I was literally walking away. I was like, in Belgium, <laughs> Stella. As brands go, they've had a shocker in the UK, haven't they? Yeah, they're trying so hard to rebuild it as a premium continental Belgian beer, but Strange, it's just known it? as fucking wife beater. <laughs> that's what about a terrible as, brand association. That's about as bad as doesn't a get, brand rep you can get. Doesn't get much worse than that, does it? I bet you in like the meetings, like on one hand, we need to shake this. And on the other hand, we are selling loads. Yeah, tons of the stuff. So let's do our best. Let's not advertise in that way, obviously. But um, yeah, like it. A good Italian beer is a good way to start. Um, good. Right, well, we can move on from <laughs> talking about... <laughs> well, we haven't started yet. <laughs> no, but we can move on talking about lager. How's your week been? Not bad. Let's look back before we look forward, shall oh, we? Oh, okay. Are you going to coach me? I'll try. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Um, not a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> running <coughs> running every day. That is over, ladies and gentlemen. The yeah. Cold Feet Challenge is complete. Um, was it a success? 
depends how you define <laughs> the word success. We had, to be completely honest, we had multiple goals, didn't we, for that? Mm. The first, the most important one, <laughs> was to challenge ourselves and run <laughs> daily and see if we could do it. Yes. Uh, and shortly followed behind <laughs> was to try and generate a community of people that would run with us. Um, and then thirdly was to, in all honesty, grow the <laughs> follower base. We thought that people would be able to challenge us by f simply following us and w it would make us run a very long distance each day. Um, and it didn't work, that, no. that third one, did it? No, not at all, actually. First two, I would say, were a success until I nearly died with a, a very standard viral chest infection. <laughs> <laughs> the second one was a success. I was very surprised the amount of people that ran every day. Yeah. Um, kudos to all of those people. That was wicked. And then the third one, people just didn't seem to want to want to follow along, did they? <laughs> they didn't seem to want to make us run a very long way. No, I think we gained uh, about 380 followers, but then at the same time, <laughs> also lost about 300 followers. So in total, <laughs> we gained 80 followers. Yeah. What we'd done is we'd reminded mass. people that they followed us. Yeah. And they were like, why am I following these people? Let's get rid. So yeah, on the whole, net gain of 80 <laughs> followers. So that's good stuff. Hey, is, we're up. Yeah, exactly. We're up on the year. Um, the good thing is you look at other people doing it. I think there's a... 15-year-old girl doing it in like Utah running one centimeter for every follower. Uh, on day two, she had about 138,000 followers. So that's always good to know that someone's doing well. I know. Yeah. Um, so to all the people that follow us, um, we don't like you very much. <laughs> no, because no, no, they're the ones that follow yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Well, share it. <laughs> share it. <laughs> it's like, oh, we've lost more. Fantastic. Yeah, like, mm, we're down to about 800 followers now. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's quality over quantity, isn't it, guys? Everyone knows that. Yeah, we've got a very engaged bunch. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the amount of DMs. <laughs> I could, we couldn't move for DMs. It's like when people like on Instagram, they go... Um, so many of you have been asking me um, my morning routine, so I'm going to tell you. And you know full well that <laughs> no one has asked them that. We just, <laughs> no one asked us anything. It'll be like, hi, we've got um, a new crypto coin coming. It's like, oh, someone's messaged oh, us. Not <laughs> another message. Yeah. Oh, oh. Hell, leave me alone. I'm snowed <laughs> under here. So, yeah, um, all in all, yeah, a good month. Good to tick off something in Jan. Yeah. Um, well done to all those that followed along. I think, um, what were the positives that came out of it? Well, I think I noticed that, so I, don't, I don't know about you, but I never actually wanted to do the run. Mm. I don't know if it was because I knew I had to do it and it was, you know, we, we were going to get up to it regardless of the weather. So I never had that feeling of, oh, I'm looking forward to running today. Even if the weather was nice, it was just like, a, oh, God, I've got to do this thing. Got to get it over and done with. But having ran, like after finishing... Every single day, it, I was glad I did it. Yeah. So that was good. And the days that I did it in the morning, it felt like this might be complete nonsense, complete placebo, but it felt like oh, one positive behavior had potentially influenced and led to others. Yeah. Um, and if it didn't, at the very least, in the evening, I could look back and be like, well, you know, 
if nothing else, I've I've ran today. Definite thing I learned was running later in the day, especially in the evening, way worse. Yeah, 100%. Because it's always in your head yeah, throughout exactly. the day. Like, oh, fuck, I've got to do that run. It's almost, yeah, you're right. It almost does the opposite of make you more... Like, whereas running in the morning is like that positive first thing you can do mm. that like sets up your day with a positive action and all that stuff. It's almost like the op- the negative of like running the evening is like dreading it all day. Yeah, yeah. And then you're finally doing it, almost resenting it. Yeah, I can see why a lot of people get their exercise in first thing. Yeah. I, I can't. Running is fine because I was running very, very slow, which I'll come on to as well, actually. But uh, I, I can't go to the gym in the morning. I, I just... I just can't really operate yeah that if i go and lift weights at 7 30 a.m i'll fucking hurt myself <laughs> yeah i quite like doing exercise in the morning when i do it mm. but the intensity is definitely not there yeah i can't really do it it's more like a half session <laughs> i'm not quite there it's half waking up half going to the gym um so that's good the other thing i realized was i actually i actually quite enjoyed not running for time or yeah to try and be quick, just like literally plodding. Yeah. Like zone two, just like bum ba dum ba dum. Yeah. It was actually fine. Like barely getting a sweat on. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, essentially is a walk. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot to be, there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. So all the hype is zone two at the moment, isn't it? It is. So Peter and Tia and. That's why. There you Burns go. fat. Conversational. Burns just fat. I, I'm not sure. I think if you're in zone two, you're supposed to run for more than 20 minutes. Yeah, I think it's a bit like an hour. <laughs> but, hey, it's still good. It's yeah. still better than not, isn't it's it? still better than You're not in zone two on the sofa, or are you? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, you could be watching a horror. Yeah, who knows? So, all in all, good to get it done. I am glad that yeah. we haven't got to get up tomorrow and run, or yeah. today. Um, will we do it again? Probably not. Um, to be honest, maybe some other form. Yeah, I think what it has... that actually makes me think uh, another learning that it made me appreciate was i prefer and we'll come and talk about this a little bit more but i prefer to have something a greater purpose of doing said running yeah so if there was a, a marathon coming in a few weeks the intensity of the runs like the reasoning behind doing it the motivation for it would have 100 percent been so much higher mm. and it's the same with it felt a little bit like running for the sake of it, didn't it? You know, doing something for the sake of it, which I think a lot of people do when it comes to any sort of personal development stuff. Um, so it, it definitely made me think, you know, what's the point? And it made me weirdly look forward to this High Rocks thing that we've got planned because at least that is something to show for the training, the getting up, the doing all the stuff. So that was a bit of a learning for me, I think. Okay. Nice. I really like that. Thank you. <laughs> but I think what this leads on to quite nicely is we've been in the office all day and we've had hours of discussion around something that we have been kind of uh, throwing around in our heads for a while, kind of a reflection on the entire personal development space, Yep. for example. Um, and the running is kind of part of that. And I think... To to try and frame it, you know, we we all have the friend or someone listening to this will be this person who, you know, 
reads all the books and we've done this as well like not saying that we're not like this definitely are guilty of this um for the last few years you read all the books every personal development book you know your tim ferris the adam grants etc you listen to all the podcasts maybe you do an online course you you take athletic greens you're doing you're doing everything you're being told to do yeah. which is which is by the way absolutely fine yeah you're cold Good plunging you. you're cold showering your hot cold exposure you're, you're doing everything you're being told to do however i think the the biggest issue in this personal development space is why are you doing it what is the reason yeah and there's this real gap between learning to do something and actually doing shit yeah and I think this is where there is a real opportunity and it's something that we can definitely like have a voice in because you know we have over the last few years gone and done shit we've yep. said we're going to do it we've figured out a plan we've raised money to do it we've trained and we've actually gone and done it and been very lucky to do that but also lucky to have survived a lot of them and and managed to succeed in them but so many people do this stuff and you listen to a podcast, oh, Thierry Henry did this. So-and-so gets up at 5 a.m., blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but these people are already successful. Yeah. They've already got World Cup medals. They've already sold a business for half a billion dollars. It's irrelevant. It's like, it's the wrong way around. Yeah. Trying to learn from successful people when they're already successful. Yeah. What were they doing when they were 19, 20, 21? Because they fucking certainly weren't drinking Athletic Greens. <laughs> They were doing shit. Getting in an ice bath. Yeah. yeah. They'd started 15 companies. They'd all failed. Like they were doing stuff. And, yeah. th and it's this thing we've been speaking about all day around. It feels like there's going to be a point where it starts swinging back the other way from all this personal development guru nonsense. Yeah. What are your thoughts? No, I, I agree. I'm thinking, what? why do you think the number one reason, because like you said, there is a learning doing gap and... A lot of people will spend lots of time, lots of money and effort on doing the things that, as you said, successful people do. But so what or what for? But what is the main reason, do you think, that people don't do that thing that they they want to do? And a good example is that person who does all the things, as you mentioned, but still hates their job mm. and is 10 years deep into reading every personal development book you know and every listens to every podcast religiously what's the reason that that person isn't you know ultimately seeing the the gains and the rewards that other people that they are listening to who do, who do the same things have seen what what's what's missing do you think or, or what's getting in the way i think it's it's mainly just like fear of not knowing how to do it i think so too am yeah. i capable how do i go about it what's the first step you know, I'm on my own. Like, it's a scary thing to do, isn't it? To, to to take a leap in anything. Totally, totally. And I think I know we were just saying that we get lots of messages, and we and uh, I'm not saying we get lots, but interestingly, had a message today from an old colleague who said that they wanted to do something, but the crux of it is that they're scared to do it. Yeah. So it's people, and it's obviously it's very common, are looking for a nudge to do something that they know they want to do, and they're looking for support accountability and someone to, to kind of tell them to go and do it. And the thing that's holding back is always the same thing, whether it's fear of failure or restraint, money, time, family, all that sort of stuff. 
it's uh we used to say it without even thinking about it very early on very early on when we first started doing the keynotes i don't know if you remember um but people would say like how did you just leave your jobs to go and do it and we asked ourselves the very simple question of what you know what's the worst that could happen and we didn't i don't think we thought about it much at the time but it's quite interesting how coming full circle having been in it for eight years doing all the reading going through a startup all that stuff and it's kind of the same answer isn't it Mm. the worst thing that can happen for a lot of people who decide to do that big thing whether it is moving countries or starting that side hustle that startup that they've always wanted to do or taking on that big adventure climbing that mountain or whatever if they fail more often than not nothing really changes Mm. not a lot changes but the, the the thought of it just scares the shit out of people doesn't it yeah and I think you can listen, you can, you know, completely dive into and immerse yourself into this world of, you know, self-help and personal development for years and years and years and years. Yeah. And you get to a point, you look back, you're like, fuck. <laughs> Firstly, I've forgotten 95% of it. Secondly, I haven't done anything with that information. Yeah. And that is a, that is the scariest thing about it. And I think if you just talk about new year's resolutions just coming out of jan so most people would have failed already but if you just say to yourself like 2024 the rest of this year i'm just going to do one thing that is big yeah that is uncomfortable that is scary that i've always wanted to do always thought about doing but never really gave myself enough credit to go and do it keep doing your ice baths all that shit but make sure you're doing it for a reason yeah yeah you're building resilience by getting in an ice bath why yeah why do you need that so that you can perform better in a 100K race? Is it so you can perform better when you're starting a business and shit goes wrong, which it will do? Yeah. Like, why are you building these skills and this mental fortitude that you're you know, putting yourself through getting in a cold bath for? <laughs> yeah. But what's the reason? Yeah. Give yourself a reason and go and do it. And I think you could achieve more in one year if you just go, I'm going to do something massive this year. Yeah. Physical challenge mental challenge, learning something new, moving something, leaving your job. And even if it goes wrong, you look back next year and be like, I just learned 10 years worth of shit from books and podcasts. Exactly. Like easily. Exactly. That's exactly the case. When I think about our adventures, they're always the source of the most like growth and personal development, regardless of how many books we read and people we speak to and stuff we listen to. You really can't replace shit by doing it. So, uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's the key. It's ultimately looking back at this time next year. What I, I like this way of framing it, but if you're sitting down like having a drink with your partner or your your best mate or something, what's the one thing that you're celebrating that you've done in the last twelve months? And f- for that to be like a celebration, <clears throat> it has to be quite a big goal. Mm. You know, you wouldn't celebrate the stuff that you're going to tick off anyway. You know the the classic, you know the park runs, whatever it is, or you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't sit celebrating the fact that you've had an ice bath three times a week for the last fifty two weeks, but that one big thing, or the other way of framing it is if the next year is like a chapter of a book, what's the what's the title of the chapter? You know, what's the what's the chapter all about? I think it's quite a good way to to look at things, but ultimately finding a purpose in doing something is the shock that a lot of people need to actually. What are we going to celebrate this time next year? We're going to be able to swim a long fucking way. Yeah. Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. That's 100% uh, worthy, I think, 
considering that we've fucking done no open water swimming, mm. if, and it's going to be hard, <laughs> that's also the other thing, is just because it's one big thing, obviously sounds a lot easier than it is. It's hard work. That's kind of part of the, the package. So for us, yeah, doing a 10K open water swim, it's going to be fucking hard. Mm. The training's going to be really hard. The, the day doing it is really hard, but I think that's worthy of a celebration afterwards. And maybe all this chat we're talking about here, I reckon this, if we were going to write a book, I reckon this was, this should be what we write the book on. <clears throat> yeah. Not our adventures, because there's a thousand other books that do that. Not morning routines. and It's almost like a contrarian view to real personal development. You know, how to really develop yourself. Yeah, I think it's something that feels natural because we actually uh, have grown personally lots by doing big things. Yeah. And we're, you know, there's people that are able to speak about it, but we're definitely two of them who have actually done the big things, learned a lot and realized and and we're also interested in the personal development space and do the things and ask ourselves exactly the same question as everyone else what the fuck am i doing this again Uh, and but why am i sat in a fucking cold tub of water yeah but also frustrated with the personal development space yeah that's what i mean sorry yeah definitely there's just so much snake oil out there yeah just so much nonsense that it just isn't important yeah like And, uh, you know, I, I I don't know about you, but if I go on fucking Instagram, everything I get served is the same shit yeah. of exactly that. You know, this is this new elixir drink that I'm drinking. This is these these new tablets that stop your blood sugar spiking. And this is this a fucking great. Yeah. So what? Don't drink. Don't do this. What's the, yeah. Don't have fun. Don't see your mates. Like, it's just like, what? Yeah, don't be materialistic. Don't buy this and that. Fucking shut up! Yeah, <laughs> just, just do, just fucking dripping do. in Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's celebrate that. Yeah. <laughs> just do fucking one massive thing. Just do what you want. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but just fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. That's that the main thing. thing. Oh, there's a slogan <laughs> in that, guys. I've, I've, I've got an idea. I've got. <laughs> we've got a new I, slogan. I've got an idea. Just do. Oh, you son of a gunner, Nike. But one, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. Is seeing the same people whether it's friends or family you know the people that you see maybe two three times a year yeah and having the same conversation and them saying the same thing oh yeah i'm just i'm just gonna lose loads of weight this year oh i'm gonna do this this year i'm gonna run this marathon oh i'm fine i'm gonna actually move to this place why aren't you fucking doing it Mm. you've been you've been saying the same thing for seven years it's a long time and it pisses me off Mm. i'm probably guilty of it in other ways but I like to think that it's a good like testament of a person. If you say you're going to do something, you do it. Mm. And it's a fucking hard. That's why people don't but do it. But it's also a skill. Yeah, true. I think there is a process. Like, I think people say it with the best intentions. I'm going to do this. Yeah, of course. But then you know, don't quite, when a barrier occurs, you know, they're not prepared for it and it derails them. Yeah. Or they're that didn't realize oh actually i need to raise money to do that how do i do that that's a whole nother i haven't got time and as soon as like that which is why when if you do if you do one big thing it makes it changes your mindset entirely yeah entirely i think people have a low threshold of how hard they're willing to work for that thing yeah so saying you want to lose x amount of weight 
is wicked. And uh, yeah, you do. You've got great intentions, but it's obviously not easy to lose a lot of weight. It's uncomfortable and people go, oh, actually, do I care that much? I mean, they may not ask themselves that question, but every day you're, you're reaching for the pork pies. Yeah. Ooh, pork pies. Do you like a pork Not pie? one of them for a while. I'm going to get one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might do the reverse. I might put on white, actually. Okay. Oh, I like it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just go the other way. See, I can borrow but some. I'm in terrible, Nick. Yeah. Just go the, the anti the anti guru. Put on weight. Start smoking. Yeah. Listen to, you know, downbeat podcasts. Is that a thing? Maybe. Like, just listen to. It's a bleak. I was going to say depression. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> anyway, anyway segueing on. So we, we'll let you know how that book proposal goes and when, yeah. it's, when it's launching. Oh my God, we're going to be international bestsellers. <laughs> we will be soon. If, if our Instagram. We'll put the grows. gold sticker on the book regardless. Yeah, oh God, yeah. Self publish it. <laughs> put that on the front cover. Exactly. Jobs are good. Exactly. Um, so yeah, pre-orders for the book will come out next week. Uh, $150 <laughs> pre-order uh, may may arrive in the next two years. <laughs> um, Hopefully. Interesting story flying into the Adventure Mindset segment. Flying in. Like we've done there. Bloody hell. Um, a big discovery at the bottom of the Pacific this week. They believe they finally found the aircraft. One of the greatest mysteries in exploration and adventure Amelia Earhart, or Earhart actually, spelled Earhart. <laughs> what an interesting name. It's a good name. Earhart. Where do you think she is from? America. But uh, do you think that doesn't sound like an American name, does it? It sounds Austrian or something. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, obviously, you probably know who she is. She was like almost like the original female explorer, uh, was a hugely famous aviator she was the first female to fly across the atlantic uh she was trying to set a record i think it was solo wasn't it a solo flight from hawaii to mainland usa this is in 1935 and then in 1937 she was trying to do a cir- i think it was like around the world but that's exactly full what it circle was, navigation yeah. um and she disappeared um no one knew where she went all commons were lost. The plane was never found. Yeah. Last seen in Papua New Guinea. And then the, you know, all the conspiracies start to happen. She was taken cap- she was captive by the Japanese and all this shit. Um, and it's just been a mystery for many, many a decade. But it's been found. Potentially. They think. They think. <laughs> by a guy who sounds like an Italian gangster. Tony Romeo. Tony Romeo. Yo, fat Tony. Yo, fat Tony Romeo. Is he fat? No, he's actually a bit of a hunk. Good lad. Big beard. Good lad. He spent $11 million looking for this plane. <sighs> That's the first thing that struck me. So he is a successful businessman. Mm. Sold what? A lot of real estate, was it? Sold a lot of real estate. Has a company that is all, well, the whole company is based around deep sea exploration. Yep, got you. And... It basically sent down an underwater drone to scan the bottom of the Pacific. Uh, would you believe it? There's an aeroplane down there. There is what looks to be an aeroplane. So this is, firstly, our first impressions are it's mental. She, according to the Wall Street Journal, mm. was as famous as Taylor Swift is at the moment. She was like... Big, big time. Big, big time. And like the her whole life has obviously been, you know, romanticized. Worth saying that 
the old sexism was rife back in 1937. <laughs> was it in full swing? So, uh, for her to be like the person leading the charge. She's a bit of an icon, wasn't she, yeah, in women's completely. rights? Uh, and rightfully so. But it's something like $300 million has been spent since her uh, going missing and being pronounced dead in trying to find her. And it's she was the only one in this plane. Just seems like a huge amount of money. Mm to find what is almost certainly just going to be a wreckage. Mm. Um, there's a few conspiracies out there, very much similar to the Tupac and Elvis ones. <laughs> They're one, all living together. One is that she never took off Papua New Guinea, and she was murdered. Murdered. Um, cannibalism was... <laughs> I knew you were going to say just that. Just right for Papua New Guinea? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's a sweeping generalisation. <laughs> Sorry if there's any listeners in Papua New Guinea. <laughs> don't eat me. Do email if you are listening in PNG. <laughs> yeah. Um, Procter and Gamble. The second one <laughs> is that she re- <laughs> she returned and wanted to just live a, a life where no one knew she was, went into witness protection almost. <laughs> yeah, that one makes sense. And, and I am going to do this huge, high, <laughs> highly public... I am the most famous <laughs> yeah. woman in the world. I'm going to do this big adventure that I'm publicising beyond belief, but I'm not going to tell you when I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be a bus driver and in the, and Wyoming. The, th- the third one, which seems lazy from the Wall Street Journal, is that she was a spy. Right. Um, and had to disappear. So okay. That is lazy. So they're, they're yeah. the three... She could also have been a party clown and wanted to disappear. Yeah, exactly. Stupid journalism. They're the three conspiracies. Okay. I think what, you know, did happen is... is she crashed. Is she crashed? She crashed into and the her plane ocean. can't be found. Into the ocean, yes. Um, but... Do you not find it a little bit weird, old Romeo, spending $11 million on this? Mm. It's like you know something we it, don't. Exactly. Like how much is, how much is that plane going to be worth? If they Nothing. To, Nothing. They're not going to be able to get that it's up. It's three miles deep. <clears throat> Hence the sonar images. I can't actually see what the next steps are. So what's his end game here? I think it's a PR campaign. For his deep sea exploration I company. I think he spent $11 million on a PR campaign. What's the fucking ROI on that? S- not good. Not good at all. <laughs> what's the lifetime value of a, <laughs> of a what's customer? The, what's the churn rate? What's the cat? <laughs> sorry, it's My niche, God, sorry. Niche. These are the terms that we uh, <laughs> no longer talk about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's almost like that Brian Johnson bloke, the, uh, the biohacker. If you don't know who this guy is, Google him. He's the founder of Venmo, which he sold for hundreds of millions of dollars. And he's basically pumping millions of his own fortune into trying to increase his lifespan yeah so he's living like it's like a he looks like a cyborg now (laughs) so he's eating like just all these different minerals and vitamins and sleeping in this way and temperature regulated and he's doing everything he's basically a human guinea pig and he's lowered his biological age down to like 28 he's like 40 wow anyway this week he came out with a product so it's basically like one of the greatest personal branding marketing campaigns of all time. He's got millions of followers. Uh, and he's released this product, which is almost like a HelloFresh combined with Huel. Fuck off, is it? Yeah, yeah. So it's like a meal delivery service, but it's like powders, four tablets, and this shit. It's like his like protocol for What's being healthy. Name? Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson. I've Googled Brian Johnson, and I've got the lead singer from ACDC. Okay. Um, I think it definitely is Brian Johnson. Blueprint Brian Johnson? Yes, him, yeah. Oh, the cheeky little bugger. Yeah, so he's done it. So on day one, 
he had a wait list of 10,000 people. He's let uh, 5,000 people in. He's generated $26 million of annual recurring revenue on day one. Wow. Madness. So the main thing is they are puddings. Wow. Unbelievable. Incredible. I haven't even looked at it. Nutty puddings, blueberry nut mix, longevity mix. Full of... And olive oil. God knows what. It's not even that expensive. How much $1.30 a serving. It's one a day. Or probably more than one a day. $3. I think it's like 300 bucks a month all in for everything. The most nutritious program in history, baby. Yeah, so he's just, he's made himself the marketing. And now he's selling a product. Cheeky little beggar. What's he doing? Cheeky little beggar. Yeah, so there you go. Maybe t- what's, t- what's he trying to live to? What age do you reckon? Is it, I'm sure he stated, doesn't he, that he wants to get to 120 or something. He thinks people can live to 150 or something like that. But it's, I mean, have you seen the state? He looks like a vampire. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? He looks, he, he looks like he needs to go outside and see the sun. Yeah. Doesn't he? he needs a tan. He needs a tan. Um, and he does stuff like, oh, I don't know, he like measures his boners Pop- and stuff. Really? Yeah, during the night. And How's he getting on? <laughs> I think they're great. Is it average? <laughs> average or what? He hasn't done any uploaded any dick pics yet. <laughs> maybe that's That'll the be the next product. <laughs> I'll keep my eyes peeled. So, oh, purchase. Oh, Brian, John, I'll tell you what you need, Brian. You just need to do one fucking hard thing this year. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be absolutely fine. Stop going down the marginal gains route, selling nutty puddings. <laughs> drinking you, olive oil. You nutty bastard. And drinking your own pee. That is, yeah, he does that, doesn't he? Don't know. Does that, he? I don't know. I think that's fake news. <laughs> no, I think he probably does. Yeah, we'll spread that around. I think if you are willing to do anything to get to 150, yeah, he probably will do that. Mm. That's, the, that's the least of his worries. Mm. But anyway, we digress. We digress. Which is fine. Um, I think I think we'll call it there. Have you got anything else that you no, want no, to... No, no, I'm done. Thank you so much. Anything you want to update the fans on? No, all good. Um... Do have a great time in Rome. Enjoy yourself over there. Thanks so much. What are you looking forward to the most? Uh, 17 degrees, bright blue skies, a couple of cold cervezas. Yeah, and a pizza pasta? or Pizza pasta, pizza pasta, chicken wings. Good. Um, hopefully the rugby game's good for you. Yeah, there you go. Uh, wish you the best of luck. Thanks so much. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you for listening. <laughs> okay, uh, same time next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.